0: Welcome. My name is Andy and I'm sitting with Caleb and Leslie. We are here at the Beach Week, the Harrison Lewis Beach Week Ocean Isle 2023. And let's just jump right into it. So Leslie is our fourth guest, but the first, who is a licensed pilot. Leslie is the creative mastermind behind Caitlin and I's wedding video. Leslie like Caleb is a former coach of South Rowan high school sports. Leslie is a woman of many nicknames. The most popular being "freak" and "preacher." Last but not least, Leslie is the only non-family member to annually attend Family Beach Week. Thank you for being here, Leslie.
1: Wow, I didn't uh, realize I was the only non-family member. I think so. That's big.
0: Yeah, Kai is a cousin. So that's true. And yeah, Anna, gone won't. forever. Well, probably not gone forever, but she only came one time. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm a big fan.
0: How many? Don't years? listen to the
1: podcast, but you guys are great.
0: There you go. Well, that's the thing. We already we had Lauren on last time, okay. And we give everyone a different first, Mm -hmm. and Lauren was able to claim the first non-listener to join. That's fair. You need a more unique first, okay. Which, by the way, we'll dive into this more later. But Caitlin gave me a hard time for saying pilot. Mm -hmm. She didn't think she thought that was too official of a term for you. Is that accurate? No,
1: that's accurate.
0: That's what I'm saying. As long as you have your license, right?
1: As long as you have your license, you're a pilot. I mean, I can't fly commercial, but yeah.
0: I like it. All right, so the first question of many, and this one will be the most tame. How do you know Caleb and I?
1: Um, Yep, so I did both of y'all's weddings, um, Andy and Caitlin, and then McCammy and Caleb. I did y'all's weddings, but before that, I knew both of your wives. I've been friends with y'all's wives, so that's kind of how I got in the picture.
0: I like it. And you're actually involved in Caleb's day-to-day life versus us. We pretty much just see each other.
1: I am. Me and week. me and uh, Caleb, we see each other pretty often on the pickleball court. Oh, so. don't
0: worry. That'll come up. Yeah. They're both overqualified and extremely underqualified in that area. So we'll definitely touch on it. So something else I don't believe I mentioned, but this could be a clean segue. Well, we mentioned that you're a videographer, but you're also a photographer. So a burning question that I have is three parts. Okay. So we'll just go through all of them. First one, when is the golden hour? Second, are you allowed to take pictures anytime outside of the golden hour? If not, what is your hourly rate to make a living if you're only allowed to shoot photos during the golden hour?
1: Um, Golden hour for me is an hour, I believe it's like an hour before sunset, Um, and maybe a little bit, a few minutes afterwards, or you can do what they call blue hour. Ooh. which is an hour after sunrise, I believe, is what it technically is. So have you heard kinda that have, before? You kind like, yeah. of have, like, you kind of have, no, I'm sorry, that was wrong. Blue hour is after sunset. So you've got that golden hour, and then you've got that blue hour that comes after. Um, it just depends on your style. And the same the same applies for sunrise. Um, so technically, like technically you could get after. four hours of shooting, depending on your style and a day. Um,
0: so then in order to be one of those hustlers who makes $1,000 a day, you need to charge like 250 bucks an hour?
1: Mm, I think that would be fair. You often have to compensate for editing, which a lot of people don't. Mm. They think that you just go out and shoot the pictures and, and that's it, which it's not. Um, but no, you can take pictures any time of day, as long as you have not too harsh of sunlight. I prefer a golden hour if I'm doing portraits and stuff.
0: Shout out for our portraits, by the way.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I think this turned out Oh, it. yeah. I
0: forgot about oh, yeah. that. Huge. Caitlin's Huge. already Big. posted the one with me, her, and Lily on the gram to the point that I saw that. The was like, give me one of those.
1: Let's do it. I'm pretty cheap. I, on Beach Week, I'm pretty cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's why we have you here for free.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: That's right. Caleb, any questions before we dive in? <clears throat> no, I'm ready to dive in. Let's dive in. Let's dive All in. Right. Let's pot it out. Let's pot it out. Let's sit on the pod. All right. So, something you wanted to talk about, your big, underqualified moment, is your first uh, wedding as a videographer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When was that, and how overwhelmed were you?
1: Oh, extremely overwhelmed. Um, I, like, couldn't sleep the night before. Classic. Like, Were you it, it, at your
0: house, or were you, like, in a hotel? No, to I was at
1: my house, and at the time, we had company over, so I was also sleeping on the couch. So, I was just, I was a basket case. Um, it was spring of 2018 a friend of a friend was getting married and they weren't gonna hire a videographer Um, and at the time all I had ever done was post like personal videos I had a drone and I had a GoPro and that was it that was that was my stuff classic I mean hey
0: that's higher quality than I have right now and we're shooting a podcast
1: yeah and I mean I, I, I I made videos that I liked just for me like travel videos and vacation videos and she had seen one that I did and she was like, hey, we weren't going to get a videographer. Would you be willing to do it? We'll pay you, like, just a little bit. Like, name what you would want. What's fair for you. So I made – I had my mom's camera that I also was able to use. Um, I made $300, I think, and $50 on my first wedding.
0: Well done. Um, Is that because that's what you asked for?
1: That's what I asked for, okay. yeah. I, I was – I didn't want to overcharge, being that I'd never done one before. And Did I think you, that was fair.
0: Did you, like, hashtag know your worth at that point? Or, like, no, or was it just, not okay, at all. My worth number? was
1: a girl with a drone and a GoPro. <laughs> who knows how to work?
0: A girl who knows who a GoPro. Who knows how
1: to work. Uh, video editing software, yeah. But, yeah, and that's, after that, it kind of snowballed like hmm. it does. Um, I think in that industry it does that.
0: How so. long did it take for you to edit that first video?
1: Oh, gosh. That one might have taken me 15 hours or so. Which now I'm probably in the eight to 10 range. I really don't know how long it took. It's a pretty good know. setup.
0: Yeah, as a first time uh, media creator myself, mm-hmm. uh, I edited Lauren's episode. And I edited, that was my first time editing a podcast episode. And boy, did that take too much time. Yeah. And then I've started posting on social media. Boy, has that taken too much time mm-hmm. in my
1: life. Tell me
2: about it. I have a question. Um, let's just say that you charged a couple thousand for a wedding. How much of that do you think is editing cost?
1: Mm, I mean, it would be about half, honestly, in my opinion, because I'm going to (laughs) spend... You're rolling your eyes. I'm going to spend usually anywhere from 8 to 10 hours on-site recording. And usually I'll spend anywhere from 8 to 10 hours editing. So for me, it's an hourly rate, whether I'm on location shooting or at my Mm -hmm. house editing.
2: We'll circle back offline later. Ooh, okay, good. I like it.
0: <laughs> um, what is your least favorite and favorite thing to shoot at a wedding?
1: <laughs> My least favorite thing to shoot at a wedding. Okay, um, this is gonna offend probably every wedding I've ever shot.
0: I mean, we. So we're we're a part of that. So you're. You'll yeah,
1: be no. Yeah, probably. The, it's getting to be this thing where brides do a, a bridesmaid reveal. So they like, have, you know how you have dinner? like a first look with, your, right. with the bride and the dad? And they'll like, the dad will see the dress and it's a very sweet tender moment. Well, this is starting to happen with a first look with your bridesmaids. And I think it's silly because your bridesmaids are literally getting ready with you. I think it's safe to say that a couple of them have probably seen pictures of your dress or were there when you picked it out um and it's almost always hanging on the wall mm-hmm. where all the bridesmaids are getting ready so they've they've seen everything they just haven't put it together
0: they've seen all the puzzle pieces
1: literally yeah so it, it's it's becoming a thing where it's like we're gonna do the the bridesmaid reveal with the bride and the dress and do the little <laughs> fake oh that's so cute to me they're fake i don't i i don't like staged videos and unfortunately, that's a lot of what weddings are these days, whether for video photography it's it's just a show. none of it's very very a very small amount of it is genuine and real
0: so basically anything staged at a wedding, not a fan of shooting, or is it just that one in particular?
1: no that one in particular i I don't yeah um
0: then what's the positive
1: the positive i I think one of my favorite things that I enjoy doing is. Um, after the ceremony shooting with just like the bride and the groom, like everyone else is gone. There's no more, no more family, um, hanging around, taking the iPhone pictures, all the bridal party's gone. And it's just like me, maybe a photographer or two and the couple. And usually that's around golden hour. So the shots are just, they're just pretty. So, um, I like that.
0: Kayla and I did have some pretty good golden hour shots. What about you, Caleb?
2: Um... You mean shots-wise?
0: Yeah. What was your favorite part of getting pictures taken of you?
1: <laughs> he Wait, probably what? liked took a hard it being turn. over.
0: Yeah. What are you saying? I took a hard turn. I said, what was your favorite part of getting pictures taken of you at your wedding?
2: Um. I mean, I was more in the camp of, like, <clears throat> I didn't have any... I didn't pay attention to, I you know... I didn't pay attention to anyone. <laughs> you just, I just paying attention orders. to orders? Yeah, I just... Yeah, um, at
1: the time of y'all, both of y'all's weddings, I'd never interacted with either of y'all. Yeah, like that was probably my first time meeting you, Caleb, and Andy. I might have met you at a game night or something. I don't Maybe.
2: know. Yeah, I mean it was. Um, I, I, I mean, if you're the subject of the wedding, I'm not. I mean, you're not paying attention to even what people are saying. You just you just hang out with your wife. I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But then of course, if your wife gets stressed, then you have to manage that as well, or your wife to be. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. Yeah. Now that we're here, before we leave, I want to give you a shout out Mm -hmm. because you, if I'm not mistaken, said you were very nervous to make our wedding video because we picked an upbeat song.
1: Mm, That does ring a bell.
0: Caitlin and I didn't like these like slow like super traditional
1: yeah
0: like wedding video songs not because there's anything wrong with them but that's just because it isn't our style that's like yeah know, the music we like and we wanted to mute like a wedding video we wanted to show people yeah so we gave leslie an upbeat song i honestly don't even remember what it is at this point
1: it was um, um like good day for marrying you i don't remember yeah. who it was back
0: but yeah um Great that sounds song. right and so you made it you did an amazing job put it on the internet. And I had at my first job at UBS I had a coworker who's in like his 80s. Like this man just lives in Denver, North Carolina, drives all the way down to Ballantyne because he loves working and he loves helping people. Clyde. Or no, Clyde, what a guy. Um, and he has had multiple kids. He's been to who knows how many weddings. Mm-hmm. Didn't have that close of a relationship with him. He was just, you know, like everyone's grandpa and he walks right up to me and he goes your wedding video is the best <laughs> wedding video i've ever seen he said i've seen so many slow boring sorry <laughs> wedding videos and that is just genuinely the best one i've ever seen and i was like beaming from ear to ear because it's like when your grandpa <laughs> says he's proud of you yeah but i, I don't yeah. know if i ever passed that along i either. think you
1: did i do think i remember that um shout out to clyde
0: clyde what, what a man. fan!
1: i appreciate that <laughs> what a guy yeah big supporter <laughs> yeah
0: also you would love him because he has a love for dogs he, him and his wife now that the kids are around the house are apparently always just having a new shelter dog coming yep. in staying with them fostering
1: good for him what a man
0: yeah unlike us leslie loves the animals specifically the dogs i do I has a favorite breed and everything
1: yeah i have two dogs um duke duke is 10 he's a flat coated retriever mix and deacon is four he's a bernese um
0: do you know what any of those things mean caleb uh Bernice. <laughs> like, have you heard it before, or do you, could you, like, can you picture something in your
2: head? Uh, I got the Bernice thing down. More or less. I thought the other one was just a mutt. He is. but He's a mix, mean, yeah. I don't, yeah.
0: Those no. The best this kind. is the problem with me coming to Charlotte. A lot of people love dogs, and apparently they love, like, specific breeds. So I grew up with a tricolor beagle. And I've seen Airbud, so I know what a golden retriever is. Mm. But outside of that, like people will name dog breeds and no image pops into my head. None mm. at all. Okay. Then it sounds like you're quite the opposite.
1: Yeah, no, I know quite a bit of breeds. I used to actually, like, whenever I was little, the LL Bean catalogs would always feature really cute dogs. Mm-hmm. And we would get those in the mail, and I would literally cut out the dog pictures and, like, um glue them into like a little book that i made of just dog pictures so they were just dog like golden retrievers and labs and i think a lot of pointers at the time that they used um yeah back when they used real dogs you know like good ones versus versus the stuff they put in there now (laughs) but yeah
0: that's so we're so underqualified to talk about that that's so outside Mm -hmm. of our realm of expertise dogs yeah
2: yeah
1: I don't
0: know. Dogs are weird. You want you want to talk about this, or you want to move on before you hurt her feelings?
2: No, I, I've hurt her feelings several. I don't, she doesn't <laughs> I hurt feelings very much. Her feelings aren't hurt very much. Did I say that right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Dog wise, no. We uh, we just we would pick up books at the library with like a bunch of dogs in it or horses in it. I don't know why it was dogs and horses, and we we would just look through the labels and see what they are. Um. That was before we had our, what I call, the trauma. The
0: trauma? the trauma? The trauma, yeah. Exploding have I heard that? about this trauma?
2: I thought I've told all of
0: about this. Oh, this is good.
2: Even if you've told us, we've yeah, forgotten for apparently, and we have listeners thought... now. Okay. well, anyway, so we got a, a dog when I was 10. It was a black lab puppy, and essentially, long story short, the dog hurt my dad, and so, I mean, like, it cost a ton of money, uh, like five grand or something, MRI, the, the work's um <clears throat> so we got rid of the dog The dog eventually got hurt too like it was like a karma thing. it's weird I'm <laughs> um, serious like the same the same injury like my dad's hand got like super like his thumb laid back to his like uh, forearm. oh wow and then the dog was running through the forest I had his new re- it's her its new residence and uh, she got a thorn all the way up her paw and just like long thorn like four inch type of thorn. And um Anyway she had to go to like the vet And have surgery or whatever I don't know How did you hear about this? The, did you just keep tabs the, on her? No well the people we gave the dog to Gave the dog to Gave the dog to um, cool. Were the ones that did you, um, did you just have a stroke? No Are you okay? No That's uh, like a broken record the, moment they're, they're the ones that um, Told us mm. Okay So like you knew them You didn't just like ship the yeah, dog Yeah, They, were, at, to, they like... were from church But
1: the dog yeah. didn't hurt you down on purpose did it? I don't know You don't know? They not test the dog Uh,
0: High quality moment right here Um, So to get you guys back on the same page So we can have a high quality episode here Rather than one where you are like Staring and shooting daggers at each other We don't often talk about things We're overqualified about on this show And you actually refuted me Stating that earlier And said that y'all are actually very underqualified You two are obsessed with pickleball I played for the first time On Beach Week
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I felt like it was meh it's probably just because it was super Man. windy but chat away the rise of pickleball is here let's talk about it
1: yeah i started playing pickleball i feel like for me it was whenever it first started becoming a thing which was pre-covid um
0: oh wow so you're like an og i
1: don't know i don't know we would play i play racquetball every like monday wednesday friday and we would go we'd play like an hour racquetball and then we'd go and play like an hour of pickleball in the gym, and like we got into it quick. Like it. it are was, you?
0: Before we just we're going to completely bypass yeah. racquetball. Before we do that, yeah. Are you the youngest person by like fifty years who you play racquetball with?
1: Yeah. So I'm the youngest, and I'm the only female. The next oldest youngest is my dad, who is about to turn sixty.
0: Yes. <laughs> so I worked uh, background on me. Uh, I went to Virginia Tech, and my. For the last three semesters i was there i worked at one of the gyms on campus and the front desk that we sat at down the hall was the racquetball courts Mm -hmm. and i would work one of the shifts i worked was like monday before one of my classes and it was obscene the number of old professors old white male professors who would be playing racquetball and like mid to late morning on a monday
1: unfortunately it's it's i think it's like a dying sport but it's it's great. Like if uh oh, it's a great sport. I love it.
0: I tried to play a couple times. Those old guys—they oh. keep that ball ankle high. Let me tell you, you have no chance.
1: The only thing that will get me a, a win whenever I play against them is um, my endurance. I can just—I can just play longer than they can. Their shots, though, they are—they know—they know where to put the ball to where it's like you can't even get near it. So, but yeah, but yeah. So after that, we would go play pickleball. And then I guess COVID happened, and then for some reason I started playing it again. And I, I think I was the one that took you and um, Caleb and Kendall and Hunter to the Y.
2: And it originally started with y'all, uh, right? Kendall, Brittany, and Hunter. And um, and then I think it was like three weeks into that during the summer that. Hunter was like, Hey you wanna come play pickleball? And I was like, Yeah. Pickleball? Are you serious? Let's go play tennis. So we went once and then we went back to pickleball forever.
1: Yeah, there was no going back. Um. Yeah. And then we played like three or four times a week or we tried to tried yep. to.
0: <coughs> so y'all are like hardcore. How many is it is it over two years at this point that y'all have been playing or are we still counting? Just in a, year. For, like for a year. For for me a just a year, yeah. Oh.
2: This is like a year now. Okay, mm-hmm. right.
1: I guess so. Yeah, it was
2: like last year in the summer, um, because we had we had the summer off for school, and then we, and then we started going to tacos every Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, and then that will. went downhill. Read your reviews, Fusion. Okay. <laughs> yeah, use and then your
1: platform just done, to take them. and then we've just done one tournament. Caleb and I have. Yeah. I want to hear about I this. I don't
0: understand that we either. Are
1: underqualified? We tournament.
0: recorded an episode. I understand that. I don't know where it is in the archives, but there's one where Caleb is just like, it seems like he's dead to the world, but what he really was was he had driven to Raleigh, yeah. played in this pickleball <laughs> with tournament with you, driven back from Raleigh, and then we decided it was a good idea to record an episode. Yeah. So. That's- yeah. Was it supposed to be a one day tournament or was it like y'all flamed down or what happened?
1: No, it was supposed to be a one day tournament. You I would, wouldn't
2: even say we flamed out.
1: It I don't know what I know why the pro the problem was. we won our first it was best of three. And then you move on to the next team. So we won our first heat, I guess. Did we beat was it a two to three? Did we play three games? Three matches? Um
2: I don't remember. I just know we confidently beat them.
1: Yeah, and we were we were pretty pumped about it. We were, we were like, like, oh, yeah, we got the, these people. The girl, it was mixed doubles. The girl was clearly a tennis player, so athletic. And the guy was, he used to he play just, baseball. Yeah, he so was just athletic. Yeah, and we, we felt really good about it. Like, we it were great. on, I think we were kind of on cloud nine. We didn't expect to come out with a win.
2: We thought we were going to get beat off the bat. I mean, I thought we were going to get beat. I mean, so people—they yeah. we all were just no, yeah. driving out to rally to have a good time. And yeah, honestly, right just we were, try a tournament, and then, and then we got our egos flamed a little bit. Like, oh yeah, yeah. The,
1: the next, the uh, the next partners, two partners that we played, I call them the Smurfs because they were wearing all blue.
2: they were matching. That right.
1: It was. It was, it was clear. just a washout. It was, it was, was clear. like they were playing against the school of the blind. I mean, like <laughs> we were whiffing the ball. We were. We were hitting it as hard as possible at them, and they would just put their paddle up, and it would just dink right over the net, and we had, we couldn't do a thing about so it's it.
0: So it was like you jumping in the pool with Michael Phelps or something?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was... After that, we just deflated completely, and then we lost our next game And, and the next people, we should
2: have beaten. We should have beaten them. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And that was it? So it was all mental? Once you got out, absolutely stepped
2: on, you just...
1: I think so. And yeah. it was, we were pretty tired. Like, that was a lot. It was uh, a lot of yeah, intense games back to back.
2: <laughs> it was like six or seven games. Um, middle of the morning, getting to late afternoon, more, um, early afternoon. Like it's kind of hot. And um, yeah, yeah, we need to get out there again. Yeah.
1: We're going to, we're going to find another one. Oh, I don't know what the deal is We're not done with, with the
2: tournament. Are you, you're what, hooked what? on tournaments? Oh yeah. I, I like it. Do you like it? I
0: played, it? Yeah. I yeah. played two spike ball tournaments and pretty much exactly what you describe is what happens. Like you win a game early. You're like, all right, I can do this all day. You play a tough game, and you're just like, why do I have to be here for another three hours? Like, I know I'm not going far enough. I, I don't play enough. Can I just go home? Yeah. But it sounds like you're all the opposite. Y'all are y'all are trying to extend your stays at your next tournaments.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I like it. I like competing. Mm. Big competition yeah. guy.
1: Yeah. I miss being able to compete. Like, in high school and college, being on sports teams, but after you graduate and you go into the adulting world you don't get to do that as much you get it you get so a that hole. was that was a way
2: to do it yeah 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 the closest i guess competition people ever get to is if they choose like a hobby or like some sort of weird weekend thing um and it's weird that with pickleball it's a hyper focused like growing sport in america but there's not many tournaments like what am i missing on like every time i go to the Whip there's no tournaments
1: yeah we're looking
2: Sounds like you just need you.
1: Well, I really want to... You should be an
2: organized guy who likes the sport.
1: That seems like a lot of work. Yep. We just want to go and play, and I, I, p- I prefer just prefer to like a, a t-shirt. Weekend, yeah,
2: like, a Saturday nice T-shirt, yeah. Yeah, nice <laughs> T-shirt. Well, maybe that's how everyone else feels like. They're like, ah, someone else will set it up. I don't yeah. know. I just I feel like there's probably a league somewhere that we're just not aware of or something. Yeah. Maybe. Yep.
1: Maybe one day y'all can do an underqualified pickleball tournament.
0: Oh yeah. I'll show up for that. Yeah. We recently decided uh, if we build on the brand, we were like, should we keep the word underqualified and then do a bunch of underqualified things or keep thoughts and do a bunch of other thought things. Mm -hmm. And we recently decided like it's gonna be underqualified blank if we ever, you know, build a tree or whatever, a media empire on this. (laughs) So underqualified pickleball. We could have a sponsored team. I mean, hey.
1: I'd be there. I'm game.
0: Why not? We just buy I mean, we can buy a professional sports team, right? What's it like? A couple bucks? How much money do we have to invest? 44
1: is not that how much money you're giving away right now?
0: Hmm.
1: Close.
0: Yeah. Shout out. Go to the Instagram page. We're giving like, away money.
1: comment, share.
2: What?
0: Oh, yeah. Caleb, by the way. What are we doing? Anyone who's here. <laughs> Caleb doesn't look at the Instagram page. At I don't all. have he Instagram. Has, on no no social media. On. I don't know what social media is. Today, I made a video where I was counting money to tie it to a story I was going to tell about generosity, you know, a nice B-roll with the story. And when I was doing that, I felt led, I was like, well, if I'm telling a story about generosity and I'm counting money for the B-roll, I'm going to give the money away. And I was trying to do it to get nothing in return because that's how generosity should work. But I was looking in our, like, you know, in our insights and you can't see like account names for people who just view it. So I was like, well, whoops. So you have to view it Well, you can't just view it. Like You have to like, comment. If you share, I think we get a message that says that you shared it. So we'll have that. Mm
2: -hmm. So money? Yeah.
0: Basically right now, Leslie was the only one to like it. Then Caitlin liked it. And I looked at Leslie and was like, "Um, by the way, Caitlin, just cut your chances in half. So then Leslie took her business account (laughs) for her video production, shout out Black Dog Productions, NC.
1: They go, and sure.
0: uh, she liked it, <laughs> so now she has a sixty-six percent chance of back getting away money back in the game. What? What? What?
1: What? What? He'll tell you later. It's okay.
0: At the end of the post, I, I shared my story about generosity, and then I said, "In the spirit of generosity, I want to give them. We want to give the money away that I counted in the B roll, which is forty-four ninety-eight. Forty-four what? Forty-four dollars and
2: ninety-eight cents. Hmm. All right." I need to build a LinkedIn account. No, Instagram account.
0: What? <laughs> oh, yeah. I told Caitlin that, too. I was like, uh, Caitlin, do you want to go make some spam accounts uh, to go like? She's like, no, that's not worth it. Also, we probably need to fight against nepotism so someone other than me needs to win it. I was like, fair. Probably also doesn't help. I need to get in with the times. No. No,
1: don't. No. Stay off social media as long as you can. It's a horrible place.
0: Well, so this is a interesting. We didn't even have this on the topic. So I'm going off. Uh you know, whatever, we're building out this media thing as a hobby. We're posting on LinkedIn, we're posting on Instagram. And I thought of something, which I'll float by you, Caleb, and with Leslie here as a fellow brand owner, of a a potential tagline, if you want a a secondary tagline for underqualified thoughts. And I would say, we're here for the push to neutral. Point being, I'm fully confident that social media has a net negative impact on the world. However, I've seen too many people that I, like the Bible Project, mm-hmm. Tabitha, um, the food YouTubers who I watch, uh, that book that I read by Matthew B. Crawford, there's too many people in this world who I respect and I believe have good intentions who have sought to make a career centered around social media. Yeah. And so uh, while I think it is a net negative and I got off social media, you know, Three years, two, two and a half years ago, and I'm just getting back on. Um, I think that it's not all negative, and if it's not going to go away, which it seems pretty apparent, I don't think it's an area where we should choose to retreat from. Rather, it's an area where we should critically engage and seek to make the impact of social media closer to a net positive.
1: I think, unfortunately, for businesses too, it's it's a must like it's a necessity it's either jump on board or get left behind right um that's it's branding that's how you get your name out there a lot of people are gonna go to your social media before they even look and see if you even have a website these days like what is a website yeah like just look up on Instagram that's what a website do.
0: is a link in bio
2: that's what it is
1: <laughs> yeah literally so hmm.
2: what do you
0: think about the secondary tagline
2: um I mean it makes sense to me um I think it's it goes back to balance. I mean, like, what too much of anything is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, makes sense.
0: Yeah, and I think I very much was of the camp about two years ago. That was like, you know, whatever. There's this there's this thought of where should Christians critically engage and where should Christians choose to retreat. Um, and I thought social media was a choose to retreat, but at this point, I think there is good that can take place on it but we need to be able to put boundaries around ourselves so that because what social media is really good at is it's hyper palatable stimuli that seeks to steal your attention and so what we need to do is put boundaries so that our attention isn't always being taken from us both for ourselves the adults who don't know how to regulate ourselves and our kids who we need to teach how to regulate themselves from like day one
2: I concur. I like it.
1: I concur. The concur.
0: Alright, we got two concurs. I'll throw a third. Motion carries. We're moving on. Does this sound like one of your meetings at church?
1: Absolutely. I'm gonna cough right. now. Pause. <coughs> Proceed.
0: I like it. We'll probably keep <laughs> that one in. That was very well timed. <laughs> Alright, so to completely get back on track here. I mentioned you're a pilot in the intro. Mm-hmm. I can already understand. How you would feel underqualified trying to fly a plane in the sky. Yeah. So, give us some more detail on what it was like. Do you want to specifically talk about your first solo flight,
1: the journey getting there? What do you. Oh, no, we can do. Yeah, sure. We'll just throw it all in there. Um, Yeah, I got my license in 2020, June of 2020. Um, My first solo flight was May of 2019. So. My journey to getting my license was a longer one. Um, I stopped for a hot minute, my training, um, changed flight schools, and then started again. Um, so my, my path for it was a little bit longer um, than most. At the time, my plan was to go into commercial. I was just going to go all the way. Like um,
0: commercial commercial airlines, like Delta or like commercial, like FedEx, like
1: um, it, it was undecided. Um, tomato, tomato, same thing. Yeah, um, just whether it was for the um shipping industry, like FedEx and UPS, or working for Delta, American. The jobs were there, and they are there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very enticing to me. Um, so. Yeah, at the time I was 2020. that was three years ago. So I was 22, 23, whenever I was starting. Just a young buck. Yeah, and no one in my family has flight experience. No one in my family has their license. Um, So for me, before that, before I even considered it, because it was actually a friend who was like, he let me fly his plane with him in it. He was like, you take the stick. So I did, I got to fly it some, and I was like, oh. That's isn't, awesome. Isn't that the most like, ridiculous thing? This is thing. way better than a drone.
0: I've heard people say this. Like, they'll have friends who are pilots in the They'll be just like,
1: hey, man, just like, you know, take the wheel. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, no, it was, and it was great. And then whenever we got back down, he was like, no, the next thing is you can get your license. And for me, I was like, no, I can't. I'm, <laughs> a, I'm about to graduate college. I have have no flight experience. I've never even thought that was possible to do that quickly either, It's a be able to just go and do it at what I, what at the time I was silly and saying was an older age. I was like, I'm too old to become a pilot. It's like, that's a, that's a big skill. Um, but I did. I, so I, I, I got my license. Um, my first solo flight, I might have had, like, I had maybe logged 30, 20 to 30 hours of flying. Um, Is
0: there my, a bare minimum before the solo flight?
1: Um, i'd have to go back and look i don't think legally there's it might be like a 10 hour minimum with an instructor um but it's solely based on your instructor and when they say you're ready for it um so mine was planned it was on the schedule that i was going to solo that day and it was a weird feeling because we did a couple laps around the pattern together did like maybe two landings um and then he stopped he had me Go taxi um taxi off let him out and then he was like all right it's your airplane and then it's it was just a surreal like okay i'm as soon as you i took off i look over to the right and it's like your instructor is not there and it's it's literally it was eerie um but yeah, what
0: was that was that anxious excitement
1: for sure anxious um but i think at, after the fact like once i i Took off and leveled out. Um, the thing with flying is it it's a bunch of repetition, and you're memorizing everything that you need to do, um, basically in order to like get back down on the ground. So I knew level off at uh, fourteen hundred feet, RPM set to twenty three, whatever it was at the time. So like I know every step, whether my instructor was in there or not, which made no difference. Um, so for sure anxious, but. I imagine as soon as I took off, I started just like probably just talking out loud and praying out loud. And I was just like, okay, so talking to myself a lot. um, And you have to do three three touch and goes. So, was that like land? Yeah. Um, I might have had to taxi back actually. So, three landings by yourself. And then the first one went smoothly. The second one was a little of a bump. Third one, I think, was great. And then after that, it was. I don't know. You you go home pretty feeling pretty good about yourself after that, as my shirt is drenched in sweat. And, oh yeah, and my hands are just shaking. You're like, it's like kissing like, the how ground. How did I just fly this airplane by myself? Yeah, so
0: so I guess that was a cool feeling, but it wore off, and you were considering commercial because you wanted the feeling of a bunch of white people clapping when you land. <laughs> oh, that's horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I I was enticed to commercial, I think, because at the time it was it was a plan flying is very everything's planned out you get your private license you get your instrument rating then you get your commercial rating blah blah blah, you become an instructor to build hours and then after you have a certain amount of hours um you're hired into um whatever airline you're you're trying to go for which for me too it was it was even more set because i i'm a female um so i'm a minority and that's what the airlines are wanting right now. So it was literally almost job guarantee with great pay. And so for me at the time, I was like, yeah, that's great. I like a plan. I'm, I'm a planner. I like knowing what comes next. Um, but it was last year, last year. Yeah, last year, I think, is whenever I stopped. I stopped my training. Um, I realized that I just didn't love it. You were willing to do and those,
0: like, 17 days on, 10 days off.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I was just forcing it because of the plan and because of the probabili- probability of a good job with good pay. Um, but it's a lot of time and a lot of money to go into something that you don't love. Right. So that was a hard decision for me in that because um, after that I didn't know what I was going to do. I just fell back onto my videography after that which I was fortunate to at least have that. I was still doing that in the whole process, so. Right. But,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm right here with you. I left... Caleb did the opposite. Caleb left a job that's one of the not worst paying jobs, but most average paying jobs in the history of ever for teaching. Mm -hmm. But I left a job where I was making more than I am right now, and you didn't even have to have a high school degree to do the job. Being a buy an associate for a financial advisor you're basically the best paid secretary in the world because right. the financial advisor is raking in so much money mm-hmm. and then they pay you a portion of that right um but it is it's like it's miserable to be doing something you don't love
2: yeah
0: it's even more miserable when the money's good so you it's feel very like you tempting. should stay yeah Cause it like logically makes sense, especially when it's stable. Like yeah. people are going to be flying planes for the foreseeable future. People are going to be using financial advisors for the su- foreseeable yeah. future. And then even more dumb, which you experienced, I experienced, we'll find out if you experienced Caleb, we'll come to you in a second. Um, I was 27 and I was like, I'm too old to make a career change.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: You know, Obviously. And everyone
1: you're talking to is like, you're not old, you're young, yeah. and they're laughing at you for it. But that's but, how you feel.
0: But you go on you know, LinkedIn, you go on any other social media, and you're like, oh, that one guy I know from college has already started his own company and is already working at this real... Like, is already higher up in <coughs> Facebook or high up in Google or whatever. And you're just like, wow, I mean, I missed the boat. I guess I just have to stay where I'm at and provide for my family. Right.
1: Yeah.
2: Caleb, can you relate to any of these skills? Um, yeah, I mean, so... I mean, we have to be able to provide for our families. Uh, that's, like, fundamental. But I don't believe you're ever too young to switch careers. Um, you mean too old? Too old, I mean. Or both. We got both. Yeah. Too young to... S- yeah. Um, I mean, if there was an opportunity, like, this time next year, or, I mean, in five years or whatever, that's just different, then, yeah, like, I would definitely go for it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it. it's... I mean, providing for family is number one, so, like, you have to accomplish that. And then after that, like, can I make this job match what I enjoy more? Um, I do think that culturally that idea has changed. Um, like, 20, 30 years ago, it wasn't, what job do I enjoy? It's, like, what job absolutely can I provide? And that's it. There was never a, um, like, any, any demarcation there. Um, but... I don't know, with the advent of just so much new opportunities, um, and people realizing that they can get better-paying jobs by simply switching, um, like, careers or whatever. Or even switching companies within your career. Yep, Uh, in the same field. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of opportunities. And flexibility.
0: There's a... I think we are in a really weird state. Like, culturally, work-wise. Like, Caleb and I work for Wells, and they have employee resource networks. And one of the ones I'm involved in, I guess the only one I'm involved in is the Generation Connection. And they talk about all these statistics that there's five generations in the workforce right now. Like there are people who were alive at the time or shortly after like World War II (coughs) who are still working today. Hmm. And then there's all the way down to Gen Z in the workforce now, like an 18 year old Gen Z could be in the workforce and it's pretty ridiculous because what you said the older generation our father-in-law in in particular has worked for one company his entire life versus i have a buddy who i rock climb with he got his mba at app state and the advice that the majority of basically the program gives you is don't stay in a job for more than eight months it's because at that point you'll have taken one thing that you need move the next job get the next thing you need go to the next job get the next thing you need all the way up the corporate ladder until you're you know whatever like ryan from the office like the yeah. youngest vp in company history and so it's really a weird spot and then you see all these different paths and they all appear to be black and white like oh i have to pick this path or i'm stuck in this path and you know the gray doesn't show up as much
1: it just feels safer not leaving your path even if it's one that isn't making you happy so i get like the urge to not change course
0: Yeah, especially if you don't have the flexibility like if you're living like something you've mentioned before caleb if you're living beyond your means or at the edge of your means like you can't switch jobs and take slightly less pay because then you're not going to make your mortgage payment you're not going to make your credit card payment you're not going to be able to afford a stupid fancy vacation that you go on every single year with your family
2: yeah yeah there's just a lot to be said for being content Mm. yeah so how are (coughs) you Leslie being content
0: what is you wanted to go be a pilot make a ton of money Realize you were going to be sad making a ton of money and now you're content question mark making a moderate amount of money doing something that you somewhat enjoy doing
1: um, is that right I wouldn't say that I'm content I'm, that's something I'm having to learn for me personally is um, being happy with where I am um, I'm happy with the flexibility that it's, my job gives me right now Um, I'm very fortunate with hours and getting to travel, and that's not something that a lot of people my age that are locked down in a job and have families get to do.
0: Right. Like Caleb Um, and I are on PTO this week, and right before we started recording, you were sitting on your laptop doing your job.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, So I can literally pack up my laptop and just go work. Um, But, yeah, I I have a hard time being content just in the – A lot of the the videos that I do, they feel very repetitive. So for me, it kills my creativity, which I don't want. I don't want to burn myself out on something that I love because I do love creating and making videos and photography. I love doing that, but I never want to, I never want to hate doing it for myself. I can do it for someone and, and bring in a check, but whenever I go travel, And don't have the urge to pick up my camera That's whenever I know I need to fix something Um, Because I want it for myself first Just because That's what it was Whenever it started It was just my hobby that belonged to me um, Before there was ever a paycheck attached to it
0: This is the second interview in a row Where we realize we're going to have to hire The person we're interviewing (laughs) Because Lauren is going to take our jobs She It's her job to contextualize the gospel For people and Mm -hmm. so she contextualized every single story she was telling us so well so she's going to take our job as podcast host perfect sounds like you're going to take our job as creative director
1: awesome let's do it it.
0: because i'm with you i have done social media jobs in the past i did one for a business like a furniture retail business Mm -hmm. and i did one uh that was an internship and then i had another internship doing it for a uh, athletes in action which is Mm -hmm. a christian ministry for athletes and like i enjoy i really enjoy being creative and something that really didn't make sense to me was why i hated those jobs so much yeah um but starting to do this well i went on a whole thing we'll talk about it another day because i think i just wrote a post about it i didn't talk about it in the podcast about how i was so anti doing a podcast and now i'm like (laughs) really enjoying it and having fun because it's that creative itch same thing with creating like posts on like Instagram, I find it really enjoyable to, like, have a story in my mind and then try and come up with B-roll for that story. Right. Like, when I wanted to write a post about wasting my time, I was so thankful that you asked for just the red Skittles <laughs> um, to eat during this podcast because I was like, what's something that's wasting my time? Picking red Skittles <laughs> out of the jar. And so it's really simple. Like, I have a visual image yep. that perfectly matches, like, a story that I'm trying to tell.
1: Thank you for those, too, by the way. They were... They were delicious Delightful
0: Problem is I left the bag of red Skittles In the room That my daughter was sleeping in
1: That's okay So I had to pick
2: about An extra twelve right before Yeah And then I ate Almost all of them Yeah And she (laughs) looked in the
0: lid Found out she was out And was very sad (laughs) (laughs) Alright So Caleb said We don't want to go More than an hour We're getting near there So Checked off Underqualified videographer Would you say You're a qualified videographer now?
1: Uh In certain cases Yes I still have a hard time at looking at myself as unqualified, underqualified, um, depending on the shoot. But I like to go by the motto "fake it till you make it." So, classic. I can confidently go into a situation, or at least make people think that I'm confident about shooting. Feel so. I
0: don't know how we feel about that. We've said things like you don't need to fake competence. I don't know how we feel about the phrase "fake it till you make it." Well,
2: I mean, I really think "fake it till you make it." Like. You still have to kind of be bold with where you're at and like understanding that yeah you might not know um everything you need to know Mm -hmm. but like if you walk in there and have a plan at least for a lot of people that say that it's they actually do know what they're going to do like they have a plan they're just maybe not mentally or emotionally confident yet that oh yeah i'm going to knock it out of the park um they're just they say that because yeah they have a plan i mean i say that like on the golf course or wherever like I'll say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to absolutely, I'm going to try to get this one. But in reality, like, I know that I can and I probably will, but I'm just saying it for the reassurance, like, yeah, I might have to fake this one, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a, a simple example would be when you show up at, like, a private golf course or, like, a private golf club, um, you know that no one's going to ask you why you're there, like, because no one ever asks those questions. But inside, you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to have to fake that I'm a member today. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't um, belong here. Yeah, I don't belong here uh, when in reality you look like them, you talk like them, you know the stuff um, and you might feel underqualified to be there um, and you probably are you didn't pay the dues, so to say um, but reality is you'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I think maybe our issue with the fake till you make a thing is that when you say it, you feel like you're the one faking it everyone else has it put together but everyone is still learning and trying to figure it out like shout out to Mark Zuckerberg he went out during COVID and got his black belt in whatever discipline of martial arts that dude didn't know what he was doing at the start he probably started at some low level and then he worked his way up so like an example of that of someone who looks like he's on top of the world like had to start at a brand new discipline
2: and have the humility to do that or he would have never mm-hmm. started it um, well and yeah i think fake it till you make it is that like it's it's humility it's not necessarily and it's not arrogant. you're not supposed to be arrogant about it like well i'm just going to show up and i'm going to absolutely put on the pomp and circumstance that i can do this it's more of a i might not be able to do this but we're going to figure it out
1: i think for me though it's a it's a motivating myself to it gives myself the confidence like if I go into a shoot and I'm like I've never done this before in my life. Right. For me, it's I don't want whoever's hired me to know that. Honestly, um, to put maybe them that's at not ease. fair to them. But yeah. But at the end of the day, I know I know what I'm capable of, and I know my worth, and I know I wouldn't have taken the job if I didn't think I was capable of. of
0: you know producing you have a good the, video for it.
1: So you yeah, know you I have
0: the, the transferable skills.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. If that's what I need to do and say to give myself the confidence so that I'm not stressing the whole time, then fake it till you make it.
0: Yeah. And at the very least, don't fake it, then make it, and then pretend like you didn't have to fake it at some point. That's right. the bare minimum of what we asked for. Right. So.
1: I f- shot my first wedding oh. with a GoPro and a
0: camera and a
1: drone.
0: <laughs> Love it. Hey, I'm making all my reels by propping it up. Today, I am propped it up against my wallet. Before I've been propping it up yeah. against my laptop with uh, like a, a little plastic food container that I, hold, that I carry my cashews into work.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I haven't bought a tripod or anything yet. We're just getting it done. Okay. Looks like we're going to be on time very shortly. So sadly, nothing about this has been beach themed this episode. <laughs> so we got to put something, some, some rapid fire ones at the end. You have some beach pet peeves leslie that Mm -hmm. we would like to hear about
1: okay yeah yeah. um beach pet thieves this week this week specifically um my family was here last week so last week was our beach vacation and every morning the rental rental umbrellas come out they come out at like 7 a.m so they beat everyone out there and they put up like dozens of umbrellas and like prime real estate on the beach your family no, 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 the rental. The, the rental, rental company. Yeah, so they come out for these people that are too lazy to come out and put their own umbrellas up um, and take up the prime real estate. That's a pet peeve. Second pet peeve, fishing. Fishing on in the ocean, like off the beach. Like people have been doing that and like children are swimming right around you. And adults are swimming and people are getting in the water and all you're doing is attracting fish that attract larger fish that attract larger fish, and I don't appreciate that at all. And Um, then you could
0: throw a rogue hook and hit a kid.
1: Exactly, yeah. A kid boogie-boarding and all of a sudden they got a hook in their leg. So, yeah. Big pet peeve of mine. Specifically the fishing one. Yeah. Those are your two? Those are my two.
0: Caleb?
2: Do I have pet peeves? Oh, yeah. Um, Beach pet peeves, specifically. I don't know. Just bringing too much stuff. It's just a week trip, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then just... (laughs)
1: Do you really need that? That's like a, that's all. packing? Yeah, like, like just really packing
2: to get here or packing like to go to the beach for uh, a couple hours? Both, all of it. I mean, I guess it's a life pet peeve, a <laughs> uh, trip pet peeve, but yeah, just... Seriously, Travel light? There's people that would go like internationally to go to mission trips and these little moms that do these little trips that think they're going to Nairobi or whatever, and they bring like five... No, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. They bring like two large carry-on suitcases. Large, I mean like the big ones that roll. And um and I was like you don't need your makeup. Like no one cares. No one cares about your you. Like well, just someone cares about that. Take your backpack. No and one
1: cares that your hair is curled or yeah, that just, you blue dry your hair.
2: Yeah, just backpack. We I brought only carry-ons for two months in Turkey. As a single <sighs> not father. Yeah, but this this
1: No, I agree. You need if a little people, bit more now people going on mission trips or overseas if, if you've never traveled before you tend to think that you're going to need everything that you own and that's just not the case um yeah, yeah overpacking that's a good one
0: well yeah not even that just like overpacking and then buying a ton of souvenirs and
2: then you have so many things that that's another thing have. i could go on about souvenirs like trinkets uh, trinkets seashells and stuff that you buy yeah.
1: People buy
2: seashells. Yeah, they go to the store. Like seashell them up. necklace. I you know, usually just pick one up for free. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was that kid. I had uh, oh.
0: the first time I went to Outer Banks in high school. I bought one of those uh, one of those seashell necklaces that had the nice. shark, know, yeah, shark tooth. Shark the tooth. On. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. And definitely. I saw one of those kids in uh, when we went to Kohl's when we were just waiting or not Coles. We went to mm-hmm. wherever we went. Belk to wait for our um, cottage to be available. I saw a kid. He was walking in just wearing, like, a shirt and shorts and shoes that did not match whatsoever. He had that pretty much that exact same seashell necklace and then off-brand AirPods. And I was like, that absolutely would have been me. If I was his (laughs) age at this time in life, I would look exactly like that. It was just like a check-yourself moment, like, this is where you came from. And I'll throw in my beach pet peeve. My beach pet peeve is... This is this is close to home, so I won't go too aggressive on it. But people who come to beach or to a beach week and, like, just plan on doing nothing. Like, no activities.
2: That's
1: <laughs> he
0: more says a, it's
2: close to home. It's close to home because it's
1: my As wife. and you target it's people are staying in. Yeah, it's my wife. It.
0: It's Caleb's wife. It's Caitlin and McKamey's parents. And, uh, man, that's, that's just, funny. like... So I empathize with it a little bit more now, now that we've had Lily and with how difficult Lily is. Yeah. Like, so basically last year when Caitlin was pregnant, we were planning our baby moon and she was like, I want to, you know, I want to go to a beach somewhere. And I was like, absolutely not. You know, we had more of a conversation, but that was like my general, like in my head, I was like, absolutely not. I'm already, I already spent a week of my summer on the beach doing nothing with your family. I don't want to go do that again somewhere else so we went to Boston we had a phenomenal time Explored the city Caitlin and I loved it
2: we're gonna circle offline
0: yes absolutely we don't have time for this but this year when Caitlin we were like thinking about things to do I was like absolutely I'll take a beach I will go to the beach I will do nothing (laughs) Lily has taken so much sleep put so many gray hairs um, not because of who she is as a person but because of her stomach and everything else that she's going through and I'm just like yep I'm cool to do nothing this year so that pet peeve is if we did this conversation a year ago and especially two years ago i would have been you know like this is the worst thing ever i can't believe you and now it's just like "Eh, it's kind of a pet peeve (laughs) that's why i like lakes more lakes have like you have to bring activities to the lake like you have to have a jet ski or you have to have a boat or you have to have like whatever those foam pads that float on the water for you to wrestle people
1: yeah beach you can get away with
0: being lazy and doing nothing and i don't I just can't sit on the beach.
1: I always find it very interesting, like different families and how they do the beach because it's such a popular vacation. I feel like here in the South, like every family, you go to the beach for a week, but everyone's, they're different. Like my family was just here last week and we do just about the same schedule every day. And it's not like you don't have to partake, you can do whatever you want, but we all are doing what we enjoy. We're going out to the beach, we're coming in for lunch. Maybe going on a bike ride and then we're going back out to the beach. Versus here with y'all, it's like completely—it's just go with the flow. Everyone's doing whatever they want, which is great as a as a vacation, a relaxing vacation should be. Um, And a lot of y'all don't even go out on the beach, which is just hilarious to me. Haven't
0: my feet have not touched the beach sand this year yet? Although we've only been here for two and a half days. Yeah, I'll get out there eventually because we'll want to take Lily out and you know be there for her first beach experience but yep. something you said made me think of something and it's already left my head so we probably should just wrap up you think food's upstairs? you just walk by oh, oh we like to hear that I like it. let's not let our food get cold alright thank you for listening in peace